so Heavenly Father, we just come before you, Lord, to first just say thank you for allowing us to be here, God. We repent of our sins, God. Anything, Lord God, that has not been pleasing in your sight, um, we ask that you forgive us and cleanse us of those things, Father God. Make us aware, Father God, of what you want to speak to us and through us through this episode, through grace, through me, God. I ask that your Holy Spirit will continue to just take control, Father God, over Every single thing, Lord God, that will try to interrupt what you're what you're wanting to relate to your people throughout this episode, God, we thank you for grace. I pray, Lord, that you continue to bless her, continue to um, uh, reveal yourself to her, Father God, and we thank you for her story. We thank you for the listeners, and we thank you for the people, Father God, that is going to benefit, Father God, from her story, Lord. We thank you for the ways that you're using us, God, and we allow we we just we just put ourselves down to be surrendered and to be submitted father god and to be willing to what you want to relate to us and allow our eyes to be open allow our hearts to be um open and receptive um during this episode father god in jesus name lord we thank you um amen Hi, I'm Destiny Janae. Welcome back to another episode. Um, hmm. Today has been trying, if I'm being completely transparent. But you know what? It, it it doesn't it just it doesn't matter. You know, we're gonna do what we're supposed to be doing, and that's what we're gonna be doing. Period. So I have a special guest today, my very special angel in the flesh. Um Please introduce yourself, sister, girlfriend, ma'am. Sure. So, hi. Uh, my name is Grace, and I'm just happy to be here. I don't really have anything specific to say, but yeah, thank you. Other than she's so special, and she doesn't even know it. Not special. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I thank you, Grace, for being here. Um, we were we were chatting before. Well, I was already recording, but like we were chatting before, and like you know, we have been just discussing how you know I've kind of just been dragging my feet, and uh, yeah, it's it's a real thing. It's a real thing. But I thank you, Grace, honestly, for just being patient with me because uh, everything just has been trying, and um. I'm I'm learning. We're all learning. We're all learning. We're all a work in progress. But um, I'm excited for y'all to hear her story. I ain't gonna lie. I'm excited to hear her story. Okay, this this ain't for y'all. It's for me. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm excited to hear her story. Um, so Grace, would you please tell us um, what is the word that you um, decided to use to describe your testimony today? I think the easiest way to say it is just being known by God. That's my, my word or my phrase. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's already refreshing. So why did, why did you decide to use that? I think I was just reflecting on different seasons that I've been with the Lord. So like when I was younger, growing up in church and obviously now as an adult, and there was a period of time where I knew about God, but I didn't know him personally. And so it's just different when 
you're in a more intimate relationship with the Lord versus just hearing the stories about him. Like, you know, it's like your parents or your friends just like, oh my gosh, God did this cool thing. You're like, oh, cool, real cool. But like actually experiencing it for yourself is like a different, it's a different type of reality. Mm. That is true. That is true. Um, I can't imagine how people, I never seem to think of it that way. Like being on the uh, outside looking, no, I'm on the inside. So on the inside looking out, now that we have like a personal relationship with God and we tell people about the things that God are, that the things that God is doing in us or around us, I can only imagine what they're thinking. They're like, who, what, and why did you feel like you need to tell me that? Like, what is that supposed to do for me? Um, but that's so true. I, I love that. I truly do love that. And I know that you say you had a scripture for us on where will we be reading today? Okay, so this is out of Psalms 139. I don't know if you want me to read all of the verses, but I just selected 1 through 10. Mm-hmm. So okay. Yeah, so Psalms 139, 1 through 10, and this is an NIV. It says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. Oh man, you done already? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that scripture. Y'all gonna hear me say that a lot, but no, I really do love it. That's just, it's just, it's just, I was closing my eyes and I was just like, yeah, I feel like I'm just floating on water or something. Floating on water? Yeah, you don't think that's peaceful? Like, just floating, you know, how like some people, like, when they go swimming, and like, they be floating on top of water, like. Taking it in. Yeah, just, you know, getting that good tan, then the sun cook you a little bit, like, just chilling. That's fair. That's fair. I love that. So how how does this particular scripture like how does this how does this tie in into into your testimony and, and into your personal relationship with the Lord? So it's like a a layered thing, but I think the best way I can describe it is in all my moments that I've had where I was away from the Lord. And even the moments where I was connected to the Lord, he was always there. Like there is nothing that I could have done or anything that I could have tried to do that would separate me from him. So even when I, for example, like left the church, it was like God gave me so many reminders that he was with me and that he cared about me. And even now it's like, 
trying to figure out how to walk with the Lord. I'm like 20 something. So I'm like, uh, am I supposed to do this? Am I not supposed to do this? And God's just giving me that patience and also that guidance that I need. So, yeah. Mm. I love that. That's okay. I'm, I promise you, I'm sorry if I keep saying I love that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I feel like I've said it too much, but no, I really truly do love that because I can definitely relate to that. And I and I want to ask you, like, within that, what is it that what is it that's well first 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 I'm gonna say side note. I know what it's like to like leave the church. Now, the next thing I'm gonna ask is why you left the church. But before we get there, like I'm just I'm just reflecting like on my own like story and how I was in the church but I was out at the same time like you know like that thing where you have like your foot in and then you have your feet your foot out like you feel some type of way then you leave and you come back Mm -hmm. yeah that was me so like I'll be clubbing and stuff on Saturday and then I'll go to church and then I'll feel bad about the clubbing that I did on Saturday and Mm -hmm. then it was just like Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I just shouldn't go to church at all. Like, if I'm gonna just keep feeling bad like this, and mm-hmm. and in my my mind, I was thinking like, mm, maybe I should just stop going to church. When that really wasn't the case, I should have. I needed to get a hold of the party and you know, and 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 let that go, and not the church specifically. Um, and like I said, that was just that was just a side note. But but what was it about? What why did you um, leave the church? Like, yeah. So, um, trying to think of an interesting way to say it. So, I grew up in church, Christian household. Both of my parents are Christians. And when I was really young, my parents decided that they were going to go to two different churches. So, sometimes I would go with my dad to church. Sometimes I would go to church with my mom. And you're a kid, you're going to like a youth group and different events that the church has. So, like children's ministry, dance ministry, all these different things. And ever since I was really, really young, I have like really early memories of being like misunderstood or kind of like bullied within the church. And so that kind of continued up until I was a teenager. And just like people saw me as someone who was controversial. It's like very much so related to like the 2016 election, for example. At the time, I'm a performance poet and I'm saying all these things and people are like, you kind of can't say that. You kind of going outside of what people thought was acceptable or people wanted to hear. And so I didn't know the Lord at that time either. So I was just, I was saying anything. And in return, people would just like, people people were very hurtful. And I kind of attributed the way that they were treating me as a reflection of God because I didn't know him for myself. So I was like, well, if these people are Christians and they must be talking for God, like, why would I want to serve and know a God who is like condemning me and make me feel super bad about myself? So hmm. I remember I was like 16 or 17 and I went to my mom and I was like, can I just like take a break from the church? Like a little intermission. I'm not trying to really be there. And she was like, no, <laughs> she was hmm. like, no, like we go to church as a family. Like you're still a child. Like you got to keep going. And like over time, I was like, this is like wearing me down mentally. And so when I turned 18, I was like, peace out. Like, I'm fine if I never step foot in church ever again. Like, I'm all good. I'm all set. Uh, 
You know, so sad. It's just a simple fact that I feel like everybody has 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 at least encountered those type of people at least once in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, honey, you blessed. <laughs> um, but Mama said no. Okay, she said no, ma'am. But uh, and you said even within that, God was still telling you that he was still with you even though you weren't in the church mm-hmm. or in the building that that's something that I think a lot of people don't want to step into as far as that conversation because people tend to have this thought that God is just in the church like he's He's there chilling, waiting for us to show up. And then when we leave, he's still there chilling, you know, um, which is not true. You know, it's, it's not true at all. Um, God is omnipresent. So he's he's absolutely everywhere. And I find it just profound and very and very beautiful that he will continue to re- continue to confirm that to you. So now now that you you know, you say you decided to peace out <laughs> and, and the Lord is telling you, like, I'm still with you. Like, how how did that build up your relationship in into where you are now? Like, did you eventually start like going back to church? Like, how did that whole thing unravel for you? So this is like a, a layered thing. So when I left, um, some time had went on a couple months had gone on and I was like I'm not even touching the bible I don't want to talk to these church people I just started college like right after that um and I was going to just a regular university and I started partying I started smoking marijuana and drinking a lot Um, I was just trying to like cope with so many like things going on in my family going on in my personal life I was just like trying to figure myself out and around that time, that was when I first got sick. Um, real brief about that, like this unknown illness just like fell on me and it like completely changed my life. I had to move from my college dorm and I had to move back in with my parents. And it was, there's a lot happening there, but they were still going to church at the time. They're like, you should go to the church. Like, you know, they can pray for healing. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. That's that crazy. Um, and then over time, like the Lord, he's like, you know, Grace, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm like, mm. I was just full of so much doubt. I was like, I, you can't possibly be talking to me. Like talking to me? No. Trying to comfort me? Nah, that's not you. I'm going crazy. That's That's not me. So eventually over some months um what actually happened was I was in a state of like really severe anxiety and depression and continued on so from 2018 2019 2020 2021 it was like the start of the year I think it happened in maybe I want to say like March or April and I was like so depressed that like I stopped talking to like friends and family I was just spending all my time at home and Um, This one day I was like, just so emotional. I was like breaking down 
And I was like, man, like suicidal. And I was in my room. And what I did was I had put all of these like sleeping pills and I put them in my retainer case and I was on the floor and I was just like crying hysterically. And I was just, again, like contemplating life and death. Like, you know, I've been through a lot. I don't know what's going to happen next in my life. Like, I don't really see a way forward. And it was kind of almost like a prayer, but it was like, at that point, I'm like, Lord, like, you know, what, what do you want me to do? Like, if you're even there, if you're even listening, like, can you say something, you say anything? And in that moment, and like moments after that, I just hear the audible voice of God. And it was crazy because like I went to church my whole life and like everyone's preached to me about this God. And I'm like, now suddenly you're talking to me and I'm like, what? And so in that moment, the Lord, he was just saying like, you know, stop. Like that's the words he said. He's like, stop. And I was like, obviously I'm like, am I hearing this in my head? Am I hearing this out loud? Like, I'm not really sure. And in that moment, the Lord was just reminding me of, that he had created me for a purpose and that he loved me and that he was pretty much apologizing on behalf of everything that I had experienced. So all the church hurt, all the trauma earlier on in life that I had been through and his peace and his presence was like in my whole room. So it was just like, everything was like settled. Everything was at peace. And it brought me to a place of repentance because I knew that what I was doing at the time was sinful, like the smoking, the drinking, you know, just the being apart from him. And so I just like rededicated my life to him. And from there, it's like, obviously, like later down the line, probably like a month later, um, I ended up going back to the church and I started serving, you know, so that's a little bit about that. But yeah, that's what happened. Mm. Okay, I was sitting here contemplating like, Lord, what should I say next? Because I've I've been trying to just listen and uh well first I want to say thank you for sharing that. Um and I it made me again it just made me remember when i first heard the voice of god and it's so funny to me like not literally funny but I, i'm just using the word funny like it's just so funny to me how um i remember him saying um like i'm here like you have me you know like mm-hmm. and because I, I was I was suicidal very early on and I can still remember like I can still vividly remember like me trying to like cut my veins and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like yeah. and I couldn't I could not I was like I wanted to do it but I couldn't. And um I was just like it just it this doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. And it, it make it just reminds me of just how how much of a call that is on our life. Um, like I, I heard this expression where people would say that burglars, thieves, whatever you want to call them, the people with the black thing over their eyes, right? Uh, <laughs> they they do not break into empty homes. They break into homes that 
they know that there's possession, there's things there, there's stuff that they can take there. And um, I just think of our lives. I think of our life like that. Like I think of like how the how the enemy sees who we are. Like he sees how God can use us and he sees how our life will be a blessing and how of course we will be able to give glory to God for that alone and he comes and he tries to steal that uh, whether it's our life whether it's you know through the life of our family whether it's through heartbreak or whatever the case is and um I'm just I'm just thankful to God that he did not allow it. Same. As much as we thought that would have been the best choice because even years down the line for me after building a relationship with God and actually knowing him personally and and stuff like that, I still tried to commit suicide. Mm. And I'm like, hmm. Something ain't right here. <laughs> that part. It's something's not right here. But um, yeah, I think I thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing that. Is this how is it? Is it easy for you to like share this, like you know, like concerning like your story and stuff, or is that something that? That you're still like working on? I think each time that the Lord is like, share this with someone, whether it's like a friend or it's just like some random person, I always am like nervous. I'm like, I, how many details are too many details? Like, what do I even say, Lord? I'm just like amped up about it. And the Lord is like, it's like, I'm not asking you to you know, preach a sermon or, like, become a pastor, like, it's just your experience, like, there's nobody that can say your experience like you, you, like, went through it, and it's, like, yes, there's a responsibility to share it, but also, it's just, like, there's no pressure, (laughs) there's no pressure, and so it's, like, when I think of it like that, like, it doesn't have to be, like, some life-changing moment, like, the person gets saved, sometimes it's just planting a seed, it's, like, okay, well, you know, it's less intimidating, and yeah, it's like, now it's like, okay, well, this is just a part of my life, this is just a part of my walk with the Lord, and so, yeah. You know what I was about to say, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do, that's a a beautiful perspective, I heard someone tell me that one time, and I was like, wow, that makes it so easy, but then, like, in the moment, I'm still like, um same and that's and that's normal we're not gonna normalize that like we want to be able to fully walk into that in that boldness and we will because you have it like like i had told you before like it's it's a journey you know we're all on this journey and this walk with the lord is is not a sprint it's not something that's meant for us to just rush and i know that you know that but like it's I believe there's levels to, I wonder, I, you know what, I wonder if there's levels to boldness, like, you know, how you feel like you're bold, like, I would say for me, like, I feel like I'm more bolder to press record and to 
speak online than to be bold about just telling a complete stranger like I'm just like Lord I don't know about these <laughs> did they did, can I get their email can I send it through like a video to their email or something like I can do that but um yeah you're you're definitely you're definitely bold you're definitely bold and uh it's a beautiful thing to see it's a beautiful thing to see um and once again, I thank you for sharing everything that you spoke about, because I know that a lot of people can relate to it, um, believers and non-believers. You know, I'm pretty sure they would very much be able to um, relate, relate to your story. And um, I'm just praying that for, you know, anyone that have or is, you know, experiencing like thoughts of suicide, that that I'm praying that this will be your your sign, as people say, for you to reconsider um, what has been planting in your mind to do because you may feel like your life is over or you may feel like nobody understands or you may feel like people just don't care and you rather just eliminate yourself than to be present in a place where people just don't care. And I'm letting you know that people do care. They do. They have a hard time showing it. (laughs) But I promise you, people do care and that you are, um, you, you being here is on purpose. And like Grace said, you are created for a purpose. And uh, I'll say just give God a chance. Like let him, let him in, let him do what only he can do. And uh, you won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed not one bit. Now, can you agree with that, Grace? Because if you can't, then you let me know. Dang, I can. There's so many things like, I remember even like a couple years ago, like when I first got diagnosed with depression, I think I was like maybe 13. So like literally 10 years ago and people always used to be like, it gets better. It gets better. And I was like, it is not getting better. Being my mind, my mind is not better. My heart is not better because obviously I didn't know Jesus yet, but it's Mm -hmm. like now, like looking back, it's like, you know, it's like I was trying to do it on my own. Like if I just think positive thoughts, if I just, you know, wake up a little bit earlier and it's like, you can't do it on your own. You're not meant to do it on your own. It's like this new thing of like, you're stepping into this relationship with God. You're like, what do I even do? And it's like, he's doing most of the work. You just got to show up. Like, mm-hmm. that's really it. It's like, oh, but you know, uh, what if I don't have this? And what if I don't have that? It's like all these worries and God's like, come to me. I'm right here. Like, I'm making myself available. Like. Do you want to choose me or do you not? So, yeah, like life has really changed a lot. And it's like, it wouldn't have been possible without God, honestly. Like, there's nothing that I would have been able to do if it wasn't for him. Like, even present day, I'm like, the level of peace and the level of joy that I have is like, now I'm trying to like walk in and I'm like, oh no, like these old mindsets and these old things, like they have to die. Like I have to like let them go. 
but it's like it's so much like it's worth it it's just worth it know that heavy on the uh letting go (laughs) (laughs) heavy on the letting go baby and the walking in it baby We're going to be here for a whole nother hour, okay? Because that right there, that needs to be discussed. But, um, no, for, 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 for. <sighs> That's, that is, that is so true. Yeah, we, we tend to try to just do things on our own and think that we, we have, we have it in us to, to handle it. And I truly just don't believe that we were created to, handle it <laughs> like I believe that we we were not created to just do it on our own I don't believe that we were created to to ever think that we have the power uh, of making anything work for ourselves let alone think that we're in control of our life and think that we can make things shake and stuff now okay hear what I'm saying now like we 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 got our part to play, of course, but I'm talking about when it gets to a point to where we just feel like it's not gonna happen if we don't do it, sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Cause uh, I remember I I don't know I was talking to somebody or something, and uh, I remember that I got so convicted because God was even telling me like I'm God all by myself. I don't mm. I don't I don't need you to play me. Like I don't need I don't I don't need a a uh uh um I was about to say a god assistant that's not what I mean <laughs> uh like I don't I don't need you to try to be me and a lot of times we don't even know that we're we're trying to put up we're trying to put we're trying to put ourselves in a position of being a god and a lot of times we do that unintentionally even as believers unintentionally it's very unintentional but like. When he bring it to your attention, I'd be like, wait, hold on. Let me let me sit down somewhere. <laughs> let me sit down somewhere. But I'm grateful, um, Grace, that you allowed the Lord to pursue you because I believe a lot. I believe the Lord is really tugging on a lot of people's hearts and on a lot of people's minds nowadays. Like even in the days of time that we're in, he's still pursuing. He's still making himself available he is not closing himself off from the loss he's not closing himself off from people that feel alone he's still not closing himself off from the depressed from the widow from the homeless like he's he's not he's still the same and he's still he still wants you know the individuals that don't know him yet to to know him before it's too late mm-hmm. and um i'm just glad that you were you 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 decided to allow him in because if you did like grace what would i do meet somebody else named grace (laughs) you know what don't do that because ain't nobody like this grace okay appreciate you know that's so funny i actually do know another grace but like she's not like you though grace okay well well (sighs) but but no that's that's a whole nother story. Do you have anything else you want to encourage the peoples with um, before we close off? Sure. I think 
like it was right like what you were saying destiny like the lord will meet you right where you're at so i used to believe that i could only encounter god in the church like literally within the four walls of the church but it's like god met me when i was i was on the floor in my bedroom with some pills like there's nothing that you can do that's going to remove God's presence from your life or for, from wherever you put yourself. Like God is always with you. It's like God is not a feeling. God is a person. Like God is not those people who have hurt you. God is not, you know, whether it's church leaders, whether it's friends, whether it's family, whether it's even yourself. Like God is, God moves on a different wavelength than us. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And he is never changing. So just like be encouraged that God is with you, that God cares about you and that it's going to be okay. Like you're going to be a, all right. And so that's my encouragement. God loves you a lot. So, yeah. Okay. And heavy on the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I definitely appreciate that. And I and I pray that the people that are listening appreciate it. And I pray that it was, I pray that what, what everything that was said will, will be received and it will be on, um, they will be in the face of someone that needs to hear it. Because, um, you know, I'm going to confess, and this is just a side note, but I... I, I want to just be transparent because it does tie into this. I want to be transparent on the fact that, and this is something that I talk about in part six, is that I was really giving up on this on this series because I was, for one, I was having a lot of technical difficulties. Grace, I know you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just giving up on it. I was like, oh, maybe God don't want me to do it. But then I didn't see from the perspective of, wow, like it's getting hit hard. So that I wasn't thinking at the time, like, okay, maybe I need to keep doing this. Like, I maybe I'm doing something right, you know, because I'm having so many issues and it's starting to frustrate me, Lord Jesus. And uh, he recently had put it back on my heart and my mind. Um, and I was like, okay, I think we need to get this started up again. Um, and you know, like I was jokingly talking about earlier, but I was really telling the truth when I said that I truly believe that this this series and, and in coming back in the time that the Lord has placed it on my heart is, uh, I really truly believe it's for me. <laughs> like, every, and I don't know, this sounds weird and I, and I hope it don't come off as like selfish or like, or like I feel like I'm just doing it for myself, but that's not the case. Cause like I said, I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to continue doing this at all. But um, like I was telling you earlier, Grace, like I just feel like the things that God has called for us to do, um, when we when we decide to say yes to it, because it is a choice to say yes, it is a choice to be obedient. Um, but when we decide to say yes, like the Lord is 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 literally, and I and I did not see this till recently that. People that are connected to you are going to need whatever it is that God's calling for you to do, whatever that is, whatever the video is, whatever the, 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 the whatever the conversation you need to have in person, you know, and in, in whatever way that he's calling for you, whatever it is, you doing it is crucial. It's not only crucial to the people that are connected to it, but it's also crucial to you because he also wants 
it to encourage you as mm-hmm. well. Um, and uh, I think that's just a beautiful thing. God is very intentional and he's going to get the glory. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Whether we do it or not, he's going to call somebody else to do it. Okay. And that's on period. And he deserves that. You know what I'm saying? He deserves an immediate response. He, he, he does deserve that. And, you know, we all feel, <laughs> we all fall short of the glory of God, but he's, he's so merciful and he's so compassionate and he's, he is patient with us. Um, so I'm grateful for that. And once again, Grace, I thank you for accepting um, my invitation, even though it's been delayed for some time now. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. Thank you for having me. No, no problem at all. And I want to, I also want to re- remind um, listeners as well, my intention on doing this testimony, which I truly don't believe it was just me, but it's really, truly the Holy Spirit to be able to use this testimony to not only, well, most importantly, drive in the lost, to drive in the people that do not know the Lord or the people, you know what I'm saying, who have heard of the Lord, but it's still like, you know, filling him out. You know what I'm saying? Like, they still trying to understand things and they're trying to gather up what's being said and why they need him and stuff like that. And I'm praying that this series will be be able to be, um, um, that it will be able to take off the blinders of the of of the unbelievers for them to be able to see why Jesus being in your life is important and how um you don't have to be cleaned up and perfect for him to use you and to love you and uh it was also uh something that i believe that the body of christ needs in the time that we're in to keep us grounded in our relationship with god because i tend to believe that as we mature and, and as we grow in our relationship with God and things are getting better. And sometimes they feel like, you know, they're getting worse before they getting better. But like, mm-hmm. even in those moments, like he's, he's, I feel like he's continuing to remind me specifically. And also all of us that let us not forget what he's done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might not still be on the floor, you know, deciding if you want to take your life or not, but um, remember that he was there, you know what I'm saying? Remembering that he still reached his hand out to you, like remembering that he still kept you and he still protected you. And he still re, you know, reaffirmed himself and told you that he loved you despite of what you did. And, um, I just pray that that would be an encouragement to, to everybody as it has been an encouragement to me. And, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm talking too much, but this is your podcast. How are you gonna say you're talking too much? No, because I still just feel like I just be talking too much. But anyway, <sighs> y'all see that she loved me so much. She just came for me that quick. Mm. <laughs> That's love, y'all. That's what love look like. Okay, that's what love is, bruh. But now, um, once again, I thank you, Grace, for just for just um. For coming for real because I thought she was gonna give up on me. I ain't lying, bro. I ain't lying. I ain't lying. <laughs> give up? It's crazy. <laughs> oh, but um, do you do you care to uh, pray us out, girl? Sure, sure. Okay. Um, 
Dear Lord, thank you for this episode. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for how you're using destiny in all these different seasons and all these different ideas and plans that you have for her. I, I pray that you just continue to bless her and her ministry. Um, I pray for Lord for anyone who is listening to this podcast. I pray that you would encourage their heart and their mind, that you would just keep showing them more of your unconditional love and just guide them into deeper relationship with you. Um, I pray, Lord, that as we just continue out the rest of this year, that you would just help us have a little bit more strength, a little bit more courage, and a little bit more boldness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.